Well, the LSU Tigers opened up spring practice on Thursday, and Brian Kelly said this team is in a much different position now than it was this time last year. And I think that's the best sign and best indicator for this LSU football team. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thanks for making Locked on LSU your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, we are on YouTube as well. So check us out there. Search Locked on LSU in the search bar. Hit that subscribe button and you'll get notified as soon as the episodes of Locked on LSU drop. My name is Caroline Fenton and I'm your host as I am every day. You can find me on Twitter at Caroline Fenton one. I appreciate you for being here. Always appreciate you for hanging out with us, interacting with us, like, comment, subscribe, review, all the good stuff. Um, always appreciate you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. LSU kicked off spring practice on Thursday and it feels like we're finally there in the first page in the very first chapter of the 2023 football season. But I don't think that we can truly get into or appreciate the hype of this football team without acknowledging where we came from, without acknowledging where we were this time this past season. This time this past season, Brian Kelly comes in as a first-year head coach. LSU has turned over about 75% of the roster. Let's not forget, LSU had a, a wide receiver, even at the bottom of the wide receiver depth chart, playing quarterback against Kansas State in the Texas Bowl in January of 2022. We're not that far removed from it. So now we stand in March 2023, and that feels like such a distant memory because so many things have changed with this football program. LSU goes 9-3 and three in the regular season, a win over Alabama. They win the SEC West. They headed to Atlanta in the SEC Championship just in Brian Kelly's first year. This team, this program is leaps and bounds better off now than it was this past season. And don't take my word for it. Take Brian Kelly's. Collectively as a team, we couldn't talk in these terms um, last year. We were talking about how to practice. Um, we were talking about, um, you know, not going on one knee during practice, taking your helmet off, um, throwing your helmet. Um, you know, we were talking much more about emotional control. Um, you know, guys trying to figure out, you know, where, where they were and what their place was. So. You can imagine from my perspective and, and the coaches, um, it's great when you can go out into a drill and just talk about competing and not about um, whether you won or lost the drill, but whether you used really good technique as a DB at the top of the route. And because you used really good technique and your attention to detail there is, you're going to pick that off when we play XYZ. So there you go. This team is leaps and bounds now ahead of where it was because you already have the culture instilled. Because when Brian Kelly came in, 
It was, you know, building up the roster and it was also setting the expectation of what life at LSU inside that LSU football program was going to be like, what the expectations are every single day. Now the schedule of practice has been set. Now the expectation of like what what Brian Kelly just said, not throwing your helmet down on the ground, being quick and, and coming into practice every single day, knowing what is expected of you. That's already been established. I don't think that you can build a culture just in one year. I don't think that you can, you know, you can come into a program and just, you know, just over a calendar year later, have everything in place exactly how you want it to be. I think that's kind of unrealistic. I think a culture within a football program is built, you know, the foundation of it is your head football coach and the coaches that they bring in to instill that foundation and start to instill that culture. But it, it really doesn't develop overnight. It doesn't develop just in one year. But you're already so much closer to getting where you ultimately want to be. Your culture has already started to 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 kind of figure itself out because we're we're a year removed from that beginning, from that starting point. And I think the other good side of this is not only has your culture started to to get rolling, not only has Brian Kelly set the expectation and the expectations have been set for a year, we know that it works because we saw it this past year. And I'm not going to look at it and say, oh, only one year of a, of a fairly successful first season for Brian Kelly. And all of a sudden, everything is good. Everything is rosy. And we'll just keep rolling it like that. Now, every single year, you have to improve. Every single year, you have to build upon what you built the year before and the years before that and the years before that. But we at least know we have one year sample size. The only year of a sample size that's available to us is Whatever Brian Kelly did last year, at least worked for 2022. So now we know that the culture that's being instilled worked last year. And you can only hope that it'll work the next year. And I think the next thing, too, is now you have veterans on the roster, or at least players returning from 2022, that know the expectation and can set that expectation for some of the young guys. It's hard to do that when you're a first-year head coach and you're really the only one that's trying to get everybody on the same page. Now you have guys that are veterans on the team. Now you have guys that are coming into their second, third, second year. They're all coming into their second year under Brian Kelly, but coming into their second years in college football, third, fourth, fifth years in college football, but they know what's expected of them and they can start to set the example for some of the young guys. And that's only going to get better every single year because there's still guys in this program that are, that were in the, you know, the, the coach O era who are recruited by coach O as years go on, it's going to be strictly a Brian Kelly program, you know, a, a program that's built within the fabric woven by Brian Kelly. I'm not saying that that's that it's a bad thing that there are players that are still left over from the Kojo era. It's not a bad thing whatsoever. But in terms of expectations and in terms of the culture, year over year, that only gets stronger and that only gets better. So going into this season, you're already steps ahead of where you were last season because all of those expectations, all of that culture has already been set. Culture has already, of what the culture at least wants to be ultimately, has already been established in year one and will only continue to grow stronger as time goes on. So that's kind of more of a, a holistic way to look at it. It's more of a, a, a mental way of looking at spring practice of 
this year, not now, you don't have to set the expectations for the entire football program. Those have already been set. Now it's getting those guys, the young guys in. It's working on, on fine-tuning the, like Brian Kelly said, it's working on fine-tuning the technique. So now in spring ball, instead of having to say, hey, you can't take your helmet off, that's already been established. So now let's focus on your technique. Now let's slow down, go back to the groundwork. Let's go back to the fundamentals, tweak those things. So now by, you know, June, July, and August, it's full speed ahead. We can afford to slow down a little bit and work on the on-the-field things because all of those off-the-field locker room things, that's already set. So you're steps ahead of where you were and looking at where this team was at the end of the season last year, knowing you can go ahead and continue to build upon that, I think is invaluable for this football team. But now that the culture has been set, now that the expectations have been set, let's look at some on the field things because it was a pretty light running back day for day and day one of spring ball. Why was that? And what we can expect from this running back room moving forward. I want to get into that coming up next. But before we do that, I want to tell you about FanDuel because the midway point of the NBA season is here and now it is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because number, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 that is bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it is super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything. You've got the money line to point scores and threes drained. You can also bet on some player props on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So you can do player points, rebounds, assists. You can get into the nitty-gritty of what you think is going to unfold in each NBA game. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay so you know put some money on rebounds put some money on assists and you can combine those with who you think is going to win for the night on your money line and you can get an even bigger payout so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more don't miss out on the opportunity to get those free bets make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, thanks again for making Locked On LSU your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you check out our brand new podcast, the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. It's got everything that you need to know about college basketball all in one place. And it's a great place to go as conference tournaments get underway, as the NCAA tournament is going to kick off here um, next week. And you can hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on college basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The running back room. It was very light today. Didn't see a whole lot of action from the running backs. And why is that? Brian Kelly provided a little bit of an update from some of the veteran running backs that are returning in 2022. An update on Josh Williams and Armani Goodwin, who we know 
both have been dealing with knee injuries uh, over the last few months. They're working through uh, the injuries that they suffered. Um, you know, they're out there at practice. Uh, they've been great uh, in terms of their rehab. And, uh, you know, certainly um, Josh is the closest in terms of being able to come back and, um, you know, do some more drill work in the spring. Armani will not be back until camp. Okay, so remember, Josh Williams underwent knee surgery at the end of the regular season. Josh Williams was out for the Citrus Bowl. He got knee surgery, so he's still recovering from that. A very promising timeline from Brian Kelly that he'll be back in the spring. Armani Goodwin, on the other hand, he missed the end of the regular season from mid-November on with a knee injury. Not as an uh, encouraging outlook for Armani Goodwin, but at least he will be back for camp. So as it stands right now, per those updates from Brian Kelly, those two at least will be back for the, the start of the regular season. What it sounds like for now, Josh Williams, it sounds a lot more encouraging. Armani Goodwin at least will be able to get back on that knee to be 100% for the start of the regular season. Josh Williams and Armani Goodwin, each dealing with knee things. From what it sounds like right now, they should be a go um, for the regular season. So that's important. But there's one more running back who was not out there today. And that was John Emery. And John Emery is dealing with the same kind of thing that he's been dealing with for the last three seasons. Update from Brian Kelly on John Emery. John is focused strictly right now on his academics. And so he's got some um, marks that he has to hit from an academic standpoint um, before we talk about football uh, with him. That was the deal uh, with, with John is in talking to his family is that if his primary focus was academics and taking care of his degree, then we would have a conversation about football. And so right now his, his focus is, is 100% uh, on that. So John Emery was out, remember, in the, entire, the entirety of the 2021 season because he was academically ineligible. Well, we continue to get updates from Brian Kelly and going into the 2022 season. And Brian Kelly said he did everything that he needed to do. He's been grinding in the classroom. He got those grades up. If I remember correctly, I don't have the exact numbers in front of in front of me, but I believe Brian Kelly said he got that GPA up to like a 3.8, like a really impressive number for John Emery in that semester. Yet he was still penalized for the first two games of the 2022 season because it was a, a kind of a a uh, turnover of a punishment into the 2022 season. So it's 2021, and then the first two games of the 2022 season, Brian Kelly expressed how frustrated he was about that because he got his grades up, he did what he was supposed to do in order to get academically eligible, but he was still out those two games. Now, it wasn't a problem for John Emery throughout the regular season, but now here we are back where we were in 2021 um, with the grades. That's the most important thing that John Emery needs to do right now. Get those grades up so you can come back and help the football team. And that's another thing that I don't have a timeline for. Like, it's it's a little bit more – this sounds weird saying it's more encouraging with an injury, but at least with an injury you can follow updates. You have finite timelines. With John Emery getting those grades up, I can't tell you if he'll be back for spring practice. I can't tell you if he'll be back for training camp. I can't tell you if he's going to be eligible for the 2023 season. All we can say right now, and all Brian Kelly is going to tell us, he's not going to tell us what classes he's taking, what his GPA is, but all he can tell us is 
that he's working through it. He's going to do everything he can to get those grades back up. I'm sure it's the same thing that he went through this past offseason in order to get his grades back up for the 2022 season. But it's it's frustrating. I mean, you want your best players and you want your contributors to be able to get out there on the football field. But they've got more important things that they need to take care of. And that is getting those grades up. So Josh Williams, Armani Goodwin, out at least for the foreseeable future with injuries, but with promising timelines. John Emery, where it stands, where it looks like to me, out indefinitely until we get an update about those grades. But with those three veterans being out, that gives the young guys a great opportunity to get a whole lot of work in spring practice. Now, Trey Holly was able to get a good bit of work in uh, the first day of spring practice. Trey Holly member of this 2023, this 2023 class, can't talk. He's a four-star running back from Farmerville, Louisiana. He was the 15th ranked running back in the country. He, uh, he enrolled into LSU early, which I think is very, very valuable for some of these guys who can't afford to do that and can't come into LSU early, kind of get a leg up on the rest of the class, be able to knock that rust off early, be able to come in and learn what the expectations are at the next level. Brian Kelly mentioned Trey Holly's first day of college practice and broke down what he saw from him. Certainly, uh, Trey Holly's going to get a lot of work, and he did today. Matter of fact, he grabbed me in the hallway, and you know, and, and typically as a freshman, you can imagine there were some some errors, and he was he was looking for Coach Wilson, and you know, wanted to apologize. I was like, just keep showing up. <laughs> just show up every day. You're going to be fine. And uh, he's got a great motor. He's got a great attitude. He's got all the things that you want. It's just the first day and he's swimming. Oh, sweet boy. Sweet, sweet boy. Went up to apologize to Brian Kelly. Um, oh, sweet, sweet thing. Um, like he said, it's the first day. And it's your very first day as a college football player. You're, you know the expectations continue to grind, continue to show up. But what that tells me is that Trey Holly wants to prove himself, that Trey Holly wants to be good for this football team, and that's all you can ask for. That is priority 1A, the very first box that needs to be checked before anything else. Do you love football? Do you want to compete on this football team? And what it sounds like Trey Holly after just day one, it sounds like he does. So that's a good opportunity for him. And like I said, he it's his first day as a, as a college football player, and he's getting that work early. You know, he's getting that opportunity to knock that rust off, to learn and to uh, to get acclimated to the expectations and learn the drills, learn the players, you know, learn your way around the, the facility just that much earlier than the rest of the class. So good opportunity for Trey Holly indeed. But the most important position and a position that I know is going to be talked about ad nauseum because I'm going to be doing a whole lot of talking about it in the offseason, and that is the quarterback position, some key updates at the quarterback position. We will get into those coming up next. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat and you don't want the fat, you don't want the calories, then you have to try Built Bar because we just got through the holidays. We're getting our way through Lent. If you gave up sweets, for Lent, if you gave up desserts for Lent, but you're really kind of craving some of those sugary, chocolatey kind of treats that you gave up, but you don't have to compromise that Lenten promise because you can go to Built Bars. With Built 
healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious. You won't even know that they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution to eat healthier. They're perfect for that Lenten promise if you gave up dessert. What makes them so good is that they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come with dessert-like flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, my personal favorite, and the coconut almond flavor. And they're actually good for you. They are not a candy bar. They are not a dessert. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been telling you about how you can order your Built Bars at Built.com. And you can still do that. But now you can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club. You can head to Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars, a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or the coconut puffs. The puffs are so delicious. Or... If Sam's Club is more convenient, you can head in there, grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. All right, the quarterback position. We got a few updates from Brian Kelly today. Um, of course, we know, like Brian Kelly mentioned, the, he set the record straight after the Citrus Bowl. He said Jaden Daniels is a starter, and that isn't going to change today. That's not going to change anytime soon. But he did provide a bit of an update today about Garrett Nussmeyer here was Brian Kelly. Garrett is is was out there today, even after he's had um, you know some corrective surgery. Um, he was out there competing, throwing the football, um, and uh, you know he'll probably be another week or so before he's full go and everything. But um, yeah, I think he's he's excited, and um, you know I, I think Collins you know got a lot of work today. Um, so we've got three quarterbacks that, that will get a lot of work in the spring. I think we're in a pretty good place. So one, Garrett Nussmeyer revealed that he underwent corrective surgery in the offseason. But the encouraging thing is he was out there at practice today. He was throwing the football around. He was getting some reps out there. So that is encouraging. And also that he's only a week or so away from being a full go. And the, um, the practice schedule is kind of a little bit funky, but also probably – lends itself to being a good thing for Garrett Nesmeyer because at least she practices Thursday and Friday, and then they have a week off um, before they get back into work. So that's going to be good for for uh, Garrett Nesmeyer to be able to completely heal whatever corrective surgery he underwent. Brian Kelly also mentions Ricky Collins in there. Now, Ricky Collins, of course, a true freshman coming in to LSU. He was a very highly recruited quarterback. He was a quarterback from Woodlawn High School in Baton Rouge, so a local kid. Also, like Trey Hawley, has been able to benefit greatly from being an early enrollee. And I think that's that's true for any position of being able to get in there and learn the campus, um, you know, Football stuff and non-football stuff, you know, make friends, learn the campus, get acclimated to this city, get acclimated to what it's going to be like as a college student. And then, of course, the on-the-field stuff. You learn the coaches, you learn the expectations, you learn the rest of the team, you meet the rest of the team. But there is a, a very specific part of being an enrollee that is even more important as a young quarterback. And Brian Kelly explains exactly why that is. Certainly as a quarterback, you benefit greatly just coming in, learning the system. There's so much as a quarterback, as you can imagine, from just looking to the sideline and picking up the signals. It's, it's like, you know, it's foreign to many. Um, some of the signaling takes a while and, and the preparation of that. So just getting that down in itself. Then I would say... Um, you know, being coached and 
hearing a different voice um, is is equally uh, as important as you transition into you know a, a new system. Um, you know, Coach Sloan is uh, a, a great coach, uh, but it's a different voice. So of course he mentions Co- uh, Coach Sloan, Joe Sloan, the quarterbacks coach in at LSU, and yeah, it's it's just getting used to what is going to be expected of you every single day. It's getting. Um, ahead of the curve, of the learning curve of being a freshman in college and being a first-year player on a college football team that has incredibly high expectations for all of their players. So, Brian Kelly mentions, you know, we got three really solid quarterbacks in the room. Of course, losing Walker Howard via the transfer portal, who is at Ole Miss now, it hurts. You you don't lose a five-star prospect, which is exactly what Walker Howard was, and get better. You don't lose a five-star prospect and feel good about it. But what you can feel good about it about is what you do have. And that's what Brian Kelly says they feel about their quarterback room now. And their starter for now in Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer, who will continue to compete. He's the backup now and will only continue to get healthier and only continue to compete for this football team. And Ricky Collins, who is just learning at this point. And I think that you can uh, you can feel good about where you are for right now. But that's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked On LSU your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything that you need to know on and off the court. Plus, you can hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the college basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.